Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you. Dominic Otto going here alongside David Starr, Tyler Jones, and our guest, Matt Crackley, who will bring in here in a minute. But as always, we begin the show talking with Dave. Dave, we are coming off a great week of doing our live show out there in Frisco last week. Good to see you, and how's everybody doing? And everybody's everybody's doing good. Just, uh, you know, just finished up the weekend, the holiday weekend, and uh, – Man, took my kids to school this morning, and uh, my wife's had a football game tonight. Tomorrow night's a basketball game, and just, uh, you know, we've been off for the holidays for so long, it was good to get back to somewhat our normal, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, but man, it was great having you guys here. That was a lot of fun doing our podcast live here at my house. That was awesome, and um, I hope you guys are doing well. I think uh, Tyler is struggling a little bit, but, uh, but I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, so we usually have Tyler at the helm, right? We're really looking forward to doing a lot more live shows in 2022. Tyler, we've kind of done some role reversal today. Yes, uh, some uh, unique circumstances. Uh, I have gone down with the uh, the COVID-19, and uh, so I'm doing what I can to rally and use whatever I have left in my voice to be on this show with you guys tonight. Uh, the show must go on, as they say, so Dominic is uh, – moderating this evening and I'll chime in as necessary kind of roles reverse but appreciate Dominic stepping up like that but yes we had a great time last week at uh, David's house there in Frisco great to see the family and everybody and a lot of good business done and such and looking forward to what we have in store for 2022 and I'll be okay it's just it, you know in quarantine takes taking extra precautions in the next couple of days but uh, I'll be back and at it here within a few days and we'll all be together again here in Daytona in a few weeks. We sure will. It's going to be just a few weeks out. We're all looking very much forward to it. As are we, our first guest of the 2022 NASCAR season here on Let's Go Racing. Tonight, we're bringing in, I mean, somebody with a very impressive resume, hailing from Tulare, California. He's run in all three NASCAR National Touring Series, 498 Truck Series starts, including three championships and 15 wins. None other than Thor Sport Racing's Matt Crafton. Matt, thanks for joining us tonight on Let's Go Racing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Been been looking forward to it for quite a while. Absolutely. We're very happy to have you as our first guest of 2022. But let's take it back to the beginning, Matt. We know everybody has an origin story and everybody starts somewhere. Kind of just tell us where it all started for Matt Crafton. Uh, I'm not, I raced go-karts. Then I started racing micro-bidgets, mini sprints. Uh, then I started racing asphalt late model stuff and won championships, won races and that. And got a call from Duke and Rhonda Thorson in mid 2000 and started driving for Thorsport in 2001 full time and drove for them for three seasons and went and drove for Harvick for a year and uh, went back to Duke and Ron Thorson and been there ever since. Before making it to the truck series and, and, and racing before that, at what point or how old were you when you realized for the first time, hey, I can make a living doing this? I always thought I thought I could and wanted to I mean there, there there's always those people you, you always say you're from Tulare California you can't I mean make it to the, the top series and I mean there's times that you doubt yourself and doubt everything around you is ever going to happen and just put my mind to it and finally it all came came together and accomplished enough and back then as David will test for you used to do it on more of talent and I, I got basically scouted out back then and and have been here since then so but i've had a lot of great sponsors and a lot of great people behind me throughout my whole journey through this matt was it your dad was it your was it an uncle i mean who wh where did it start at you know take us back to you know when my, my you dad saw your first sprint car race or dirt race late model i mean was it well, who was it uh, it was my dad uh my dad he was he was always in a racing and he raced and um this one guy i mean he, he's a decent race car driver uh did some work with my dad this guy his name was uh, kevin harvick he's not bad he's been all right for himself um he his dad had helped my dad a few different times and um kevin had started racing go-karts and he says hey we need to get your son a go-kart and he because he knew i loved racing the little we'll call it parking lot go-kart racing and so I bought one of Kevin's go-karts or Kevin's old, I don't remember exactly. It was right. related or something to do with one of Kevin's carts. And Harvick lived 
an hour from us and we started racing with each other on the west coast he he lived an hour south of me so we didn't get to race each other a lot back then he was that little bit older than me but uh we we he was always ahead of me in the in a progress chain uh of the racing so he went truck racing before i went truck racing he went xfinity racing cup racing and uh i said he's done all right for himself did you ever think i mean you know you're talking about the early days you know what i mean that's pretty cool uh you know that to have that connection before before kevin harvick was the nascar superstar and for then before matt crafton was a nascar superstar you know uh did you ever think, I mean, you look back way back then, you're racing your tail off and you and your dad and racing whatever you can, you know, probably get your hands on any opportunities and, and winning and winning championships and proving yourself. And uh, did you ever think one day that you get a phone call from Kevin Harvick, you'd be driving for Kevin Harvick? That's pretty awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we were a lot better friends than we were uh, driver and, and boss. I'll tell you that much. Um, we, we we definitely didn't get along quite as well back working for each other or me working for him. But we became good friends again after the fact. But it, it was a great opportunity that Kevin gave me to go drive for him whenever he started his truck team. Well, I, I remember, I mean, man, you was you was uh, you was one tough competitor that anybody that won the races back in the times that we all raced together. And, man, it was, you know, the truck series has always been stacked. It was so much talent, you know. And uh, whether it was back when we all raced against each other or today, uh, there's so much competition there. But, uh, but man, you, uh, you did a hell of a job for Kevin Harvick. And just looking back on it and seeing how the future turned out, he was probably <laughs> – he probably wishes he probably would have kept map crafting for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it was a good opportunity, and it, it was a good stepping stone. And I learned a lot, and learned a lot from him that year that I drove for him. I mean, he was a uh, a tough son of a bitch to be a boss. <laughs> I mean, yeah, without a doubt. But uh, I mean, he, he was definitely hard for, and we butted heads some. But we we still, like I said today, I call him, we talk, and we're back friends again so that that's a good thing well man button heads like y'all did and, and having a boss like that i i don't you know you were already uh well on your way uh, talent wise and you're a hell of a race car driver always has been since i since i met you but uh but uh you know I, i'm sure those three years that you drove for him and y'all button heads i don't think that hurt you a bit i just made you tougher and and uh you know, uh, your days there at Kevin Harvick, Inc., or I, I don't even remember what they called it, KHI. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I mean, just, you know, after those days were over with, to go on and win freaking three, four championships like you did and dominate the truck series as long as you have, uh, it's amazing. You know, we were just talking about you, and I think you're uh, – I think Dominic told me that you're one start shy of 500. Did you tell me that, Dominic? Two, two starts two away. Hit that. I mean, that's that's. I don't even think anybody. I mean, I don't even think anybody's close to that. That's that's amazing. And just you know, having the, the fifteen wins, and I don't know where that puts you on 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 wins, but that's got to be in the top four or five, I believe. And uh, dude, you uh you have done well for yourself. And uh, it's fun to watch the truck racing. You know, I'm racing at Xfinity Xfinity Series weekend and week out over the years. I. You know, us old guys, uh, I don't know too many of, the, too many of your competitors anymore, you know. But oh, no. I, I'm always kids. cheering for Matt Crafton, man. I, man, you, uh, we were cheering for you. I thought you had another championship uh, uh, coming in 2021, and I think it was the Martinsville race uh, uh, that was pretty awesome for you. And you, I think – you made it to the last race, and uh, man, we were we were on the back straightaway cheering for you during Friday night's truck race for the championship. And uh, I don't think your truck is uh, I don't think the handling of it was what you needed that night. And unfortunately, no. you didn't win. But we were cheering for you. Yeah, the old guys got to stick together, right? That, <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> What's that comfy song? How's that country song go? We're as uh, uh, we're as good. Shoot, I don't, I can't even remember how you say it. we're as we're as good as we once was, or something. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing is you, you think about it to think that 
were one of the old guys. I mean, I remember when we were the young kids. Absolutely. Uh, of the series. And I remember the Ron Horner days and Skinner's and them, that those were the old guys of the series. And it's like, <laughs> they call me the old guy now. I mean, <laughs> that old, I don't feel that old, but I guess we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Well, then, Matt, you know, you've been with Thor Sport Racing now, driving that 88 Menards truck since 2005. And, you know, when I think of the truck series, Matt, I, I instantly I think of you. I mean, you're the face of this, the, the truck series. What's it been like to be this mark of consistency? What's kept you around there with Thor Sport and that 88 Menards team so long? Uh, it's 100% Duke and Rhonda Thorson, the, the owners, and having Menards. Menards has believed in me, and they've stuck with me through thick and through thin whenever we weren't winning championships and we weren't winning races and when we were building the program to to what it is today. Because if you look back at the beginning when I first started my very first truck race in September of 2000 in, in Fontana, it was uh, – it, it nearly it wasn't nearly what it is today and to be able to build that and be a part of that organization of the whole building process has been phenomenal to be a part of it and really cool to be a part of it you seem like you're kind of like the jeff gordon of the hendrix organization mm -hmm. you know the leader of all the drivers and what uh duke and uh, Rhonda uh thorson have done for you and not only what they built but seem like you're you're the face of that organization and you bring in over the years, your your uh, teammates, um, uh, and you look at uh, the one that won the championship this year, uh, also your team teammate, uh, you know, but I, uh, it's amazing having a role model and having, uh, you know, a guy like Matt Crafton leading up the organization, you know, these guys have something to, to thrive to be, and, uh, and man, I, I don't know, I don't know Ben Rose that well, but uh, seemed like a hell of a race car driver, and uh, he's getting everything he can get out of y'all's equipment, so uh, that's pretty cool, pretty cool when you guys are, y'all are racing, I, I don't remember what race it was, but it was a race this year, hell, I think y'all finished first, second, and third, it was amazing, and I think you were second. Um, yeah, it was one, actually, we finished first, second, third, and fourth. Okay. That was the first time in history that's ever been done. One, two, three, four. It's been done one, two, three. And so we we upped it to a one, three, one, two, three, four now. So that's, pretty cool. That's, that's amazing. How much do those, uh, you know, uh, how much do the, your your uh, other teammates, they uh, they really come to Matt Crafton and, and pick your brain and get knowledge or, uh, you know, do they, do they, they have a tool there and I don't even know if they take advantage of it. Do they, they take advantage of having Matt Crafton, to, you know, on their team? I mean, how does that work? Uh, I mean, yes, there's some of them that have, I mean, Ben, Ben, his first year, he was a rookie and um, he, uh, I mean, I have a nickname for him. I called him Obama because he knew everything. <laughs> uh, uh, so and, and and Ben and I we, we butted heads and he thought I was lying to him all the stuff I would tell him and so about his third year and I've always said that kid can I mean he can drive the heck out of a truck he is fast when he finally puts it together and gets his head out of the rear end he's gonna right. win a championship right. and I, I was beyond proud of him winning a championship this year because he finally put it together i mean he did everything throughout the playoffs to knock himself out at points i mean he i think at bristol he made it by one point of making it to the next round wow. and to finally to get to homestead or not homestead to phoenix to be able to race for championship and do it i mean he he did everything he needed to do and did it right Dude, I remember that Martinsville race, man. It was cold that day. We raced after you guys, and, uh, man, I was – I had my wife and my youngest boy there with us, and, uh, man, we were up there screaming for Matt Crafton. But, man, that was a crazy race. I, I don't remember where you placed, but you were in the top – you might have been second or third at one point, and then somebody tried to wreck you, knocked you way back, and you came back, and, uh, man, you – I don't even know what the what the points deal was, but you you got in there to have ch another shot at it at Phoenix for the championship. But man, we're uh, I tell you what that uh, that eighty eight that green Menards eighty eight that's man that's uh I don't know that's got to be one of the longest running sponsorship driver sponsor combination in our sport 
I don't even know how many years that's been, but man, that's that's an iconic truck in in our sport. I'm sure you. Yeah, it, it is actually. Uh, they've done it. It actually surpassed like STP and all that with Richard Petty, and right. so it, it, it's been phenomenal to see and be a part of what Menards has done for me in my career and for the sport. I mean, think about John had their own truck team and then he had been a sponsor with me to Paul Menard to now he's a Penske and he's, they have a car in every series now and they have a truck, they have an Xfinity car and a cup car. And I, from what I've been told this year, they're going to be in every race this year. That's amazing. You know, right. When I think about John Menard, uh, uh, the Menard brand and John himself and, and uh, their family, uh, they associate, they, they, they're usually associating with, uh, with winners and with champions. And uh, man, having that association with Roger Penske on the IndyCar side and obviously with you on the truck series side and, and uh, you know, and then Penske again on the, on the, on the cup side, uh, you know, when I think of, uh, I just, when I think of Menards, man, I think of winning. <laughs> that's what they're used to doing, you know. Oh, yeah. They, they, they do everything and they do it right. That's for sure. Yeah, so, Matt, cool. I, I got to ask you, um, I know that you, you've had such a great run in the truck series. You mentioned the three titles you've had and the, uh, you know, 15 wins in the truck series and such. What, what's kept you in the truck series in particular? Maybe not made that move to Xfinity or Cup. What's it about the truck series that's made you want to stay committed to the trucks as long as you've had now? Um, I'm in the Xfinity series. I mean, I, I, I mean, David said earlier, I truly, and I, I, it's, I think one of the toughest series between the truck series and Xfinity series. I mean, it is that the depth of the field is really, really deep in the, in the truck series. The Xfinity series has some really, really, tough teams you've got your teams that smaller group that run up front and then you have the the ones that we'll call it don't run up front that aren't as funded and i've always said i i didn't want to take an opportunity to go run an xfinity car or a cup car that i wasn't able to go win in uh john menard gave me an opportunity i went and ran four xfinity races i think it was i ran the RCR, yeah, I finished third my first race, finished third my second race, and I've had a 10th and like 11th. So ran, ran well in all four of those races I had, and then I got the opportunity to run a cup race because of Kyle Bush getting hurt. But all in all, I, I was very, very happy running 23 to 25 races as well and gives you more time with your family. Get more time to go dirt racing and to do everything else you want to do. What about you mentioned uh, that opportunity you had uh, filling in for Kyle Bush in the Daytona 500? Kyle gets injured in the Xfinity race the day before. Tell me about how how that all went down. What what led to getting the call from Joe to this to fill in for Kyle Bush on such short notice? There. Uh what a weird upper opportunity there. I mean, Kyle and I are, are good friends, and I was actually watching the race driving back from Daytona and pulled in my driveway and I got a text, how far are you away from Daytona? And I would pull in my driveway in North Carolina. I said an hour. They didn't ask me. how. <laughs> I mean, it was an hour in a plane. So I wasn't going to tell them I was eight hours away. So I said an hour away and they said, this is one of the Toyota guys. I think you'll be getting a call really soon on opportunity and within the next 30 45 minutes they called me and said do you want to fill in for Kyle for the cup race and I said absolutely uh <laughs> would be honored to so I, I'm an hour away in a plane saying can you send one can get me so it, I think Joe's family and everyone was going down that night so I ran to my house do some stuff in a suitcase and I didn't even have a helmet because my team, the team I drive for, is based at Ohio. So I gave Jack Irving, or no, Tyler, Tyler Gibbs from Toyota, my helmet that I had won the championship the year before. I gave it to him at Daytona, my championship helmet, signed the shield. So that night I texted him. I said, can I borrow <laughs> that helmet to run the Daytona 500? And 
So I, I wore Kyle's suit and I wore I had an old pair of shoes and some gloves, but wore it in the 500. And Tyler said, absolutely, that'll be cool. So I, now I can say I have the truck or the helmet that won the truck series championship and they just ran the Daytona 500. So, hey, Matt, what, tell what, me you changed the shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what we got is some, uh, we got some rubbing alcohol and, and, and wiped the shield off. And I had to re-sign it after the race <laughs> and, and then put plus uh, Daytona 500 helmet. Dude, awesome. that's, a, that's a cool story, <laughs> man. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it was a wild night. So I, by the time I pulled my driveway to when I was taken off a plane, it was an hour and a half, I think. That's amazing. I took off down to uh, Joe Gibbs Racing set in some seat inserts to see what seat insert I fit in the best. And it was actually one of Kyle's seats that I fit in the best. So I used his that was already in the car and went with it. What were the nerves like that, those hours leading up to the Daytona 500? You go through driver introductions, the driver's meeting, standing on the grid, all that. What were your emotions like during that point? Well, the, the hardest part was going to sleep that night. Right? So they <laughs> flew me down there. And I stayed in the, their PR department, had a motorhome that they, they nobody stayed in. So they shoved me in here, and I'm here by myself going, just scratching your head going, my God, I'm going to start my first Daytona 500 <coughs> race tomorrow morning. I've never drove a cup car in a race. One, I'm like, huh, this is going to be quite interesting. So first thing that morning, I woke up or I didn't even really probably wake up because I probably was awake all night and went and got fitted in the car. Man, man, what a story, man. I mean, I, I don't even know if I realized that that was the first time you drove a cup car your whole career. Yeah, yeah, I never drove a cup car. The The odd thing is I had practiced a cup car. I had uh, practiced Robbie Jordan's cup car at Nashville. Right. And that winter – I actually drove Paul Menard's cup car when they did the test. Right. They, so I did the cup test because Paul's had a frozen pipe at his house and broke. And he called me that morning and said, hey, my house, I got a flood at my house. Can you go practice my cup car? So I just went and did single runs in the cup car. And then literally a month later, got the, the call to go race in the 500 against Paul. And so it was actually one of the first times that, no, but it's the second time that Paul and I actually got to race against each other. And uh, I was going to beat him until the last lap uh, wreck in one and two. And I think we were running about 10th coming to the checkered. And imagine that everybody wrecked at Daytona <laughs> coming to the checkered. So, man, I don't remember. Uh, uh, what year was that? 2015. 2015. So, man, how did, how did that race go? Did you – I mean, when, when you were in the car, you knew you had probably one of the best cars out there, a very competitive yeah. car. Uh, how long did it take you to figure out, man, I got something here that I could probably win at if I use my head right, you know? That, that really – so they just told me, well, we, don't, we don't want you to race anybody. We want you to ride in the back, go right around, I mean, the, the last quarter of the field, get the feel of the car for the first – Hey, Matt, Matt. Yep. Didn't they know who didn't they they did not know who they were talking to? I mean, they were, <laughs> really? I mean, Matt Crafton? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, so so I rode and I rode and I rode and I rode for that first, I mean, four hundred miles of the deal. And at the end I, I went and we, we it, I, I was I remember I'll, I'll never forget that day. It was I was really, really, really tight in in traffic and they just kept freeing me up all day, freeing me up all day and Finally got it where it would turn, and and that, like I said, that thing was a rocket. And we, we had an opportunity to finish top ten in, in our first race, so I was pretty happy with that until – That's, am that's amazing, man. What a story, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. tell you one thing. If you ever get that opportunity and you think everything's perfect, you go sit in that race car and you're like, oh, I'm good. That seat fits me good. I'll never forget we had a red flag on the front straightaway. And I had the worst muscle spasm on my back. <laughs> Kyle's back does not arch. Or his back arches a lot more than my back does. And I had the worst. I had my seatbelts undone. I was hurt so bad. I was getting ready to crawl out on the ground and lay down. I'm like, Jesus, this is going to be bad if I had to crawl out and 
Massive so it was that bad, huh? Oh, it was that bad. I was hurt. I'll never forget. <laughs> we got to get moving. So, yeah, it was it was pretty miserable at that point because, as you know, sitting in somebody else's seat for that long, it was brutal. And at first, for the first two hours, it was fine. That last two hours, it was, geez, it was not fun. Hell, you used to running 200 to 250-mile races. Hell, this was 500 miles, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, I had time for a nap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Matt, we got a little bit of time left before we need to move on to our other segment. So I want to ask you, three championships you've won at the truck level. Is is there one in particular that's your favorite of the three? Tell us about those those titles you have. What what stands out to you about each one? Uh, and the, the first one, I would say, I mean, definitely the sweetest one, just because it was the first one. And it was the year my daughter was born. And oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was my biggest thing is I wanted to be able to win the championship. So she was born April 26th. I took the points lead in May of that year. And that, that was always my biggest thing. I didn't talk about it to anybody. But my significant other at that point, I'm like, I want to be able to set her on top of that trophy at Homestead. I want to be. That's my dream. And, and to be able to set your daughter on your trophy your number one trophy on number two trophy in the same year you can ask for anything better man that's that they don't get much better than that dude no. that's that's amazing story right there and, and uh, man that's uh there's a song uh, it's kind of weird I, I heard it that they go and uh, i think elvis presley sings it said did it my way mac Frafton did it his way dude and it worked out really good dude that's oh, yeah. amazing you know but, uh, man, you know, hey, man, having, man, you, you just, uh, man, three championships and uh, almost got a fourth one this year. Uh, you know, uh, man, people ask me all the time. It's like, hey, man, I feel good. Uh, I'm healthy. That, that passion, that burning desire is still there. I still love seeing that 88 Menards truck up front winning races, kicking tails, uh, Probably some of these kids we're racing against could be your kid, but man, <laughs> yeah. they can't they can't beat you on the racetrack. I love seeing that, uh, man. How many more championships you want? As many as you can get, I'm sure. You know, and uh, you know what's the future like for Matt? Five more years. I mean, let's get another championship. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have five five more years left. I mean, that, that that's my that's my end all right now. I'm 45, but I plan on going to 50. And awesome. if I can win two more in that and be able to pass Hornaday, not saying I am in championships, that, that would be really cool to say I've had more championships or even if I tied Hornaday in, in four championships in, in truck series, that's, that's, that's Hornaday has the most as right now. So to be able to say that I could tie Hornaday and he's always still going to be the man. I mean, I, I've just been the lucky guy that's been able to, do it as long as I've done. So to be able to say I could tie him or, or be able to beat him in that part would be very, very cool. Well, David, as far as I'm concerned too, guys, you know, this is, you know, when you talk about the future and such, uh, Matt, I, I don't know how you would not be a first ballot Hall of Famer when the Hall of Fame, when your opportunity comes. I mean, it's not the Cup Hall of Fame, it's the NASCAR Hall of Fame. David, I mean, there's no way you can't have Matt not involved down the road. Oh, no, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And, and uh, you know, I, I think watching Matt race the last four or five years and, and just recently watching him race, uh, there's another championship or two in store, you know, and I love him seeing past Hornaday. Man, we, we, me and Matt raced against Hornaday forever. He's the man, but uh, for Matt to be able to tie his record and maybe possibly be the guy with the most championships, man. I know you got, you're got. you going to have a lot of people pulling for you, Matt. And, uh, you know, I don't know. You said lucky earlier, just a minute ago. You said lucky. He was a lucky guy. But, man, uh, your ability behind the steering wheel of any kind of type of race car, whether it be a NASCAR race car truck or car or late model, your dirt car, man, you, uh, you have uh, – you're one to be reckoned with every week, man. You have made your mark in a, in a sport that we all love, and it's been fun to, to watch you over the years. And, uh, man, I, I just hope you get more championships, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Love to be able to get more championships. Need some more wins and go, go kick these kids' butt. I mean, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, the old guys rule, right? 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. They, they, I, man, I watched some of the races. I said, there's something they have no respect. I mean, zero, zero. zero. I'm why yeah. they, you're like raced, you raced them clean, passed them clean, and they run into you. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, what the hell? You know, um, my, my own teammate, Ben Rhodes, you, you can ask him. I will say 2015. Uh, he, he had caused wrecks and he, he was a human wrecking ball. And finally, he, he wrecked. Caused a big wreck, and I got into it. And I, I saw, I saw stars like at St. Louis, like I ain't never seen. I remember grabbing him by the neck after the race, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a discussion, and uh, and it woke him up not to wreck people and get get caused a bunch of wrecks and get me caught up in them because it, it it hurt me. But I, I guarantee you one thing: I, I had a hold of his neck like he ain't never. <laughs> never seen well you had to do what you had to do you're 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 kind of the old school guys and that's kind of the way the old school guys handle it but uh it was a it was a big wake-up call for him and uh he ought to come over and hug you and thank you because look look where he ended up at when the year was over this year so i think you doing that really uh excelled his ability as a race car driver and and uh and, and as the, the fruits of you working with him and grabbing him like you had to it helped him you know so no oh yeah problem. absolutely Absolutely. So what are you doing this year, Dave? Man, I'm I'm gonna race, man. I uh, man, it's been a while since I've been in a truck race. Hell, I like to do it sometimes. But like, kind of like you said earlier, you know, if you can't jump into a very competitive truck and to to know that you have the equipment to win, I've had opportunities, but I've not taken them because you're just kind of in the way out there, you know. And I do yeah. that enough over the years in the Xfinity series, so. When people call me about driving their trucks, you know, if it's not the right situation, you just kind of pass. And uh, but I'm gonna race full time again in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and uh, hopefully uh, have an announcement here pretty soon, and uh, hopefully get back towards the front again like I once was, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I said I was root for you as well. Yeah, well, as rule, right? Absolutely, man. We uh, we all cheer for our, you know. There's not many, you know, I look at everybody, you know, and, and, and hell, it was uh, Sauter, yourself, uh, Brendan gone, me, you know, there was uh, five or six of us hanging in there. But, man, I think there's just myself, uh, Johnny Sauter, you, uh, and there's uh, not any more left. That's, this is my 25th year this year, wow. man, and I, I don't know. I think it's probably your 22nd, 23rd, isn't it? 20, yeah, 20, it's me 22nd. Yeah, that's that's amazing, dude. It's uh, man to be able to do what we love to do. Uh, you know, I don't have the championships you have, but to be as competitive and a fierce competitor as you have for freaking twenty-two years with three championships, man, it's uh, man, amazing. You know, and uh, man, what a what a blessing it is. And uh, man, well, there's more years to come, and hopefully more championships to talk about. You know, so absolutely. I hope like that. Yeah, well, Matt, and you said you want to race another five years. I'm, I'm just curious before we move on to our NASCAR news and notes segment, what's the chance we'll see in more Xfinity and Cup races over the next five years? I don't have any plans. I mean, you never know what the future holds. You never know what will happen or who will call and the right opportunity to run a Cup race here and there or Xfinity race. I won't turn them down if it's the right opportunity. Absolutely. Matt don't have time. He's busy dirt racing, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I, you get back in dirt car again, I mean, it is a blast. Dude, I, I love doing it. I can't it's wait to we, come watch Evolution, dude. That's exciting, man. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And we the the car count, I think last year at Volusia, we raced I think it's six nights. We averaged this is per night. One second, guys. Yeah, fine. Uh, so we averaged a hundred and three cars per wow. night. Yeah. A night. Per night. Night. I think they start 26 cars. Dude, if you make the feature, you I mean, you've already won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I made uh, last year, I made all of them, all the mains, but one. And uh, that, that that's an accomplishment. Uh, these guys going out here and they're thinking, I mean, we got to go for the, the Gator, win a Gator, win a Gator. And I'm like, Jesus, I mean, do we win a Gator if we make the A main? I mean, it's 103 <laughs> cars. Hey, dude, you know you got a bullet on you, man. They when those guys, this dirt guy, the dirt guys show up, they know that freaking Matt Crafton is racing with them. You ain't got a chance, dude. They're gonna do everything to go back to wherever they're. You know, they come from all over the United States for speed weeks, and 
They go back and say, man, we kicked Matt Crafton's ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've had a lot of them. It'll, it'll tweet you after that. And when you, when you, they go, where are you out on the dirt track? And they're like, we should have your truck ride. And I'm like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of luck to you. That ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, time for our motorsports, NASCAR news and notes. Every week, we take a look at the top headlines in our industry and around the sport and what's going on. First, coming out of some news and notes on Tuesday, January 4th, some crew chief changes in the Cup and Xfinity Series. We'll start in the Xfinity Series. Luke Lambert, who crew chief for Ryan Newman, Chris Buescher over the years in the Cup Series, will move to Noah Gregson's pit box in 2022 in the Xfinity Series with JR Motorsports. And Drew Blickensdurfer, who had been working with Michael McDowell over the last three years at Front Row Motorsports, makes the jump to Eric Almirola's crew chief pit box there in the Cup Series this season. Mike Bigaravich, who had been serving as Eric Almirola's crew chief, will now be the performance director at Stewart Haas Racing. David, certainly some big news here with the crew chiefs. A lot of silly season stuff happening here a few weeks before the season starts. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, Luke, Luke is stepping into a great opportunity at Junior Motorsports and uh, – Man, his driver. I mean, that, that kid is uh, that kid is uh, really, really good. And with the equipment that Dale Jr. gives them, the Hendrick Motors, and tell us you how know. you really feel about him, David. Well, I, I hear you. I hear. Well, I you got to state. <laughs> he the facts. into you. You got to state the facts. The kid's good. You know, he's a great racer. And uh, you know, I, I wanted to pull a Matt Crafton on him. To, you know, not too long ago. You know, Matt talking about his crew, his uh, teammate having to grab him by the neck and throw him down to the ground and. You know, but that's just kind of passion we have in the sport. But you know, I think Luke Sometimes is stepping. They need it, David, what's that? Sometimes they need it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's been a you know. I, I think I'm getting a little wiser in my old age and just a little bit more calm, I guess. You know, but uh, but anyway. I mean, I, yeah, you, you have because I'll never forget New Hampshire. You got a good couple of shots <laughs> in on, uh, on the Hillman brothers. Yeah, yeah, they were some big old boys too. They Ooh. were, and I was Damn. proud of you. You didn't back down. No, you uh, you can't back down, man. My man, growing up with my dad, he was tough on me and my brothers. He he didn't care how big the people were. He said, "Hey, you go take an ass, you know, an ass kicking, but don't walk away from anybody." You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I still remember that day. I mean, you, I know you caught one of them with the right right hook, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, you uh, you didn't see me running around the racetrack trying to get away from him after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you there. Yeah, but man, I think that Luke's going to do well with uh, with the kid and uh, over at Junior Motorsports. Good for him, and I I think he'll be an asset to that organization. And then uh, Drew, I don't I don't know Drew very well. I think he did a great job over there at Front Row Motorsports, winning the Daytona 500 with Michael McDowell and. Uh, I was kind of, uh, I think he was kind of a, a big asset to the success of that organization and, and to see him up and leave, you know, and uh, and then to find out uh, going to Stuart Haas, I mean, you know, obviously uh, there was probably a big pay raise there and, uh, you know, good for him. It, just, it all works out for everybody. Absolutely. And the other headline we're kind of following Tuesday, Bob Parker is at Fox Sports, the first to report that after the saga of going back and forth and sponsorship with Brandon Brown, the LGB cryptocurrency was not approved by NASCAR. So LGB coin will not be on the Brandon Built Motorsport 68 entry as previously stated by the team a few weeks prior. So Tyler, some big news there because Brandon had full sponsorship for the season from what the team had reported. Now kind of left holding the bag a few weeks before the season started. Yeah. And then uh, if you recall a couple of weeks ago, you had that, uh, what was it? Time magazine story where, uh, he was saying that he didn't want to be political, that he was promoting Let's Go America, and then this comes out and such. Um, yeah, and, and Dave, from a sponsorship aspect, too, with a team like he runs with his father's organization, I mean, how tough is that for any driver? We know sponsorship is, is a very driven thing here in the sport, but to be going from what you think is a full-sponsored season to no sponsor six weeks before Daytona. Man, it's it's man, it's kind of disheartening. I, I – uh, they got a good racing team and uh, they got some good equipment, good engines. And, and uh, man, Brandon's done a great job. And I just knew it was just a matter of time before he ended up in victory lane. And they, you know, it's a family run team. It's a, it's a family there. And uh, I, I'm disappointed that, uh, that this sponsorship opportunity might not work out for Brandon Brown, because if there's some, a team out there that deserves a full-time sponsor, it's them. 
uh, like Crafton was saying, man, that, you know, I support Brandon. Uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I just hope it all works out. If uh, this sponsor is, is not going to be approved by NASCAR, hopefully there's another one behind this one that will get approved because, hey, man, we all got to have funding. We all have to have partners. And uh, without one, it makes it more of a challenge. So hopefully this all gets resolved. And, and uh, it's just kind of a crazy story, really, that's, that's happening. But uh, just a shame that, it, that but this is news, you know, instead of everybody celebrating getting a big sponsor for the year, you know, we're talking, we're talking about it here. And uh, hopefully there's another one in store for them and uh, it all works out for them. Absolutely. And Tyler, that wraps up our Motorsports News and Notes. We're all here now for the segment that everybody's been waiting for, the favorite segment. What is that? What's that again, Tyler? Oh, yes. It's our uh, Ask David segment. We yes. ask you to submit questions to us on Facebook at uh, forward slash David Star Podcast, Twitter at Star Podcast, and by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, our first question from the inbox, this comes from Michigan Mike Hale at Mike 50545628. Uh, Matt, uh, Mike wants to know, does being with a race team that's not located in the hub of NASCAR have any disadvantages? It has, a, it has more – yes, some, getting people to move to Ohio is definitely a challenge. I mean, we, we fought that. But when you do get them there – they seem to be there longer and instead of just being able to roll the toolbox across the street because it's so easy to jump from job to job to job when you're down here in the race hub. But when you're up there in Sandusky, Ohio, it's not quite as easy to roll your toolbox across town or throw it in the back of your truck and drive it drive it 30 minutes away to another race shop. So that that's one of the negatives about it. David, uh, what, what you've seen some of these teams? We saw Furniture Row probably was the most notably of teams that ran outside of Charlotte. Uh, you've lived outside of Charlotte most of your career, and such. you've kind of seen what what's Matt what Matt's talking about here. Oh, hey man, no doubt about it. But you know, uh, you know, Matt just talked about the negative side of it. But you know, uh, you know, Thorpe Motorsports, uh, Thorpe Racing, and uh, and uh, Furniture Row. Both of them are championship caliber teams. They have champions, championships. They win races. So, you know, these guys, both these teams we're talking about, there might be a negative side of it, but, dude, they it's working for them. And I think what Matt is saying, you know, having your guys, you draw out of that North Carolina area, that Charlotte hub, but once you get them to a location that's kind of out of the beaten path of the NASCAR teams, and uh, it sounds like these teams take care of their people. And, man, and look what the, those organizations have become. And look at them, man. They're, they're powerhouses, won championships, winning races. Uh, I think there's a lot of advantages to not being in the hub of NASCAR in that Charlotte, North Carolina area. But like Matt said, you know, uh, once you get them there, that's probably the challenge of getting them there. But it's so easy uh, for, you know, I hear it week in and week out, Matt does too, and you guys might even hear it, you know, so-and-so's, hey, where's so-and-so? Well, he's working uh, for our competitors. Like, what happened? Well, man, they offered me $50 more a week, you know, or maybe $25. I mean, it's just nuts, you know, uh, the almighty dollar, and next thing you know, the guy's rolling his toolbox up into the back of his pickup, and he's going two blocks down the road, now is employed by somebody else, and, you know, I don't think you can build that consistency. When you got a, a, a core group of guys and you work together for uh, year in and year out, you build that consistency. Everybody knows what everybody specializes in, uh, what everybody, uh, you know, once you learn everybody uh, and you, nobody can break that bond, I mean, that it don't get any better than that. And I think that's what you've seen with Matt's, Matt's group uh, and then also Furniture Row, you know, but uh, – but, man, I hate it when guys leave teams for just a little bit of money because it's hard to build consistency. It's hard to build a championship caliber team when people are moving in and exiting. You know what I mean? I just – that's uh, – I hate that part about our sport. But it happens every day. Well, and, Dominic, uh, we're going to see in the uh, not-too-distant future 
track house is going to move their shop to be on Broadway in Nashville and kind of open things up for tourists to, to see what they have going on, be like an entertainment hub of sorts. Absolutely. So they're, they're going to be moving west of Charlotte, not too far away, right? I mean, Tennessee, you can still hit most of the major racetracks. And yeah, I've heard David and other drivers talk about it over the years too. Like, yeah, it's nice to be in the Charlotte area, but if, if you don't have to be in the Charlotte area, it's not necessarily a deal breaker as well, like whether it be hunting sponsorships or whatever, whatever circumstances might have somebody out of the Charlotte area that you don't necessarily have to be there. And I think Crafton's team and David are just two examples of that. And Trackhouse is going to be the lace of that. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's get to our next question. This one's from Lori. It's for both uh, Matt and David. We'll start with Matt. Is there a memory that you both share when you raced each other in the truck series? <laughs> I, I can't, I mean, I guess I have CRS. I, I can't remember back that far. Um, yeah. You know, CRS is can't remember stuff. But well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, honestly, I can't remember things r right offhand. I mean, we didn't run into each other and piss each other off. And wow. after I saw David throw that right hook at New Hampshire, I knew I would. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I, man, I just remember it was fun <laughs> racing against Matt, you know, uh, we were, we, we were once, uh, uh, I think it was Matt Crafton, Jack Sprague, myself, and Dennis Setzer, and I could be wrong. Uh, that was the four that made up the GM uh, Chevrolet racing team for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series back then. Did I, am I right about that, Matt? Yeah, yep, that, that sounds right. Yes, sir. Yeah. And Matt, but it was fun to... We, we kidded around. We were pretty close. The Spears manufacturing team, Wayne Spears was out of California. Matt was from California. Harvick used to drive for Wayne Spears, but Dave McCarty, my old crew chief, and uh, Matt's crew chief back then was uh, uh, Wally Rogers. Wally Rogers. Yep. We we had we kidded a lot and had a lot of fun, you know. But me and Matt, we raced hard against each other, but we never really uh, we never we 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 were tough competitors against each other, but we never we never took each other out. We just raced our we just raced each other really hard and and clean, really, what I remember. Yeah, and I mean, I always say, I mean, I live and die by race people how you want to be raced. Right. And I, I, I wish that some of the the kids would do that nowadays, race people the way you want to be raced because they don't do that, as you know, David. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, you know. It's like, you know, sometimes it's frustrating, you know, because somehow these trucks are and these race cars are, sometimes it takes – you know, it'll take five, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 laps to pass somebody. And man, it just gets frustrating sometimes. But, you know, there's respect and, you know, you got a fast race car, race truck. You just got to just keep digging, keep working on it. You know, if it was easy, everybody doing it's not easy. But, you know, and I think the older guys have been racing for a long time. We know how to race. We know how to be there at the end. We know when to race really, really hard and when to give and take and, it just seems like the younger generation we race with now, it's like, man, that patience. There is no patience, you know. They get frustrated one or two laps. Next thing you know, they're spinning you out or crashing you. You know what I mean? It's just nuts. Yeah, so I, uh, my, I, have, two, I have two shops here in North Carolina that I own, and it was right over by Dale Jr.'s shop. So next time I see Noah Gregson, I didn't know <laughs> you had a, uh, had a, had a, a tiff with each other, I'm going to – wave him down and pull him into the shop and show him, see if I can find on YouTube, say, look at this right hook that David starts. <laughs> you better watch it, kid. <laughs> show, the, show the guy some respect because he'll knock you out. He's It's, it's all good, man. He was just, <laughs> man, I, man, man, I think that day we were racing at Miami Homestead and we were going to finish, you know, 10th, 9th. And for our organization, uh, uh, you know, uh, top 10 is like a finish for us. You know what I mean? And, uh, and Noah, you know, we was coming down to maybe, I think it was, uh, we were coming to the white flag, and uh, I was coming, going into turn three. He was coming down the back straightaway, coming off turn two, and uh, obviously I was on the lead lap. He was coming to lap me, and I had a tire go down. He ran into the back of me. But, hey, man, that's just the passion of what we do. You know, that happens, but uh, it's just, you I know. Do right now. Yeah, I absolutely. Do. Yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with him at all until he uh, – <laughs> He got on national television and said something about me. Then it was uh, then I, I wanted to visit with him one on one, and, and I, I couldn't. I, that was not going to happen with his uh, group of guys around him. So it was all good. <laughs> yeah, you get him out there alone one day. <laughs> 
It's all good. We're, we're that's water under the bridge now. <laughs> oh man, uh, Dominic, we've had a lot of great discussion on uh, today's show. Uh, I mean, a lot, a lot of good stuff, and and uh, and people certainly uh, will have to be back here next week for more. Absolutely, and, and Matt, we appreciate you taking the time. But before we let you go, tell us where can people find you, follow along, and what are the next few days and few weeks hold for you? Me, I, I'm going dirt racing. I fly out to uh, Arizona tomorrow, and I practice uh, dirt car in Vado on Friday, race Saturday, Sunday, have Monday, Tuesday off, race on Wednesday, and then race again on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So do a bunch of dirt racing here in the next week and a half, and life is good. Sounds like you're staying busy. How about you, David? What are the next few days and weeks hold for you? Man, I got a couple, man, I got just some sponsor meetings and I got a big meeting, uh, two big sponsor meetings. And then I got one with the Texas Motor Speedway Friday on some racing school stuff. But just a, a busy week trying to line up all our, our sponsorships for 2022. And uh, and uh, so looking forward to getting the season kicked off at Daytona. But man, Matt, I can't, man, we uh, we really appreciate uh, appreciate you jumping on our podcast with us. You uh, You have a lot of fans out there. Uh, and man, what an honor it is to have you on our podcast, dude. And and man, we'll be we'll be cheering for you at Daytona. Hopefully, see that '88 Menards truck back into victory lane five or six times uh, this year. And uh, and man, what an honor it is, man. We appreciate you, buddy. Yes, sir. Greatly appreciate you guys having me on tonight. And David, change your name on your screen. It says Kim Star. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You, hey, hey, man. You know whose computer I'm using. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, we know you're you're recovering. I mean, what do the next few days hold for you as well? Just uh, gonna you know lay easy here in quarantine. Try to get better and be uh, back to full strength by next week. So uh, thanks for being patient with me, boys, and looking forward to being back at it again here in in a week or so. Absolutely. Well, that's gonna we'll put the checkered flag out here for this edition of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. As always, you can email on the show. David Star Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Star Podcast, Facebook.com slash David Star Podcast, Instagram at Star Podcast as well. As always, leave us a five star review or don't leave us one at all. We are happy and proud to be part of the Studio Soapbox Network. New episodes out on all major podcast platforms and this on YouTube every Wednesday. So for Matt Craftman, Tyler Jones, David Star, I'm Dominic Aragon. We will see you here next week on Let's Go Racing with David Stone. Until then, take care.